We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John, and I'm so glad you guys have joined me. I've got a really special treat for you guys today. My friend Rick Green, the founder of Patriot Academy, and you can find him at constitutioncoach.com, is going to come on the show with me today. And for the next couple of days, we're going to talk about your ability to stand for freedom in the culture today and what it means to be a citizen of the United States and to do so biblically. This is going to be a great series of interviews. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So before we get started today, I want to let you guys know that I am going to be at Mache in South Dakota this weekend. So come on out and you guys can join me for a weekend that's going to be totally awesome. Uh, I'm going to be in, obviously, in South Dakota, but Mache is the Minnesota Homeschool Conference. They have wisely moved their event this year to South Dakota. I can't wait to join you guys there and to see your smiling faces. You can find more information about that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash event. Before I get going any further, I want to say thank you to everybody who keeps writing in and telling us how you're getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. Ashley from Missouri said, over the past few weeks, three other Christian women and I have decided to get off the bench by hosting an event titled Faith and Freedom. We are looking to host this event in September at my family's event venue in South West Missouri. We've observed a great need for movements and events such as this in our society and across the nation. I love it. After much prayer, you guys, you're getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. Thank you so much for writing in to share about that uh, particular burden that God's put on your heart. It's super encouraging. If you guys want to tell me how you're getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, uh, the way to do that is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. All right. That's the way to do that. Also, I want to let you guys know we are super excited because I'm also going to be speaking for Teach Some Diligently in Round Rock, Texas, and that's coming up on the 22nd. And you guys can find more information again at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. All right, you guys, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my friend, Rick Green. Rick, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. My pleasure, Heidi. Always good to be with a fellow patriot and lover of liberty that uh, that loves to get other folks involved in doing their duty. So I love being with you, and uh, thanks for what you do, man. You are engaging so many people across the country to just be good citizens and protect freedom. So God bless you. Thank you. Well, you too. And it matters, doesn't it? You know, I think uh, one of the last times you were on the show, we were talking about how uh, you got kicked off an, an airliner. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> Back in the in the in the beginning of the Rona and the mask insanity, and now it's been a year. And as you look back on it, you and I were just talking a few minutes ago before we started recording that we're still having this conversation. Could you have imagined that a year later we'd still be talking about it? 
It's hard to believe it. It you know you you take yourself back, you get in the time machine, you go back to late March and early April of last year, and and initially you know everybody's worried about what this thing is going to do and is it going to kill half the population and the hospitals be overrun and none of that happened and yet none of the draconian measures were lifted. In fact, they just got worse and worse and worse. Even while people like you and me and others were talking about liberty and and our rights and and frankly science and data and saying wait a minute, aren't we overreacting here? Uh, but you know this, Heidi. I mean, the, the the fear factor in our brain it just it just shuts down logic and reason, and that is what's happened. Fear has gripped the American people and and people around the world. It's it's the reason God tells us over and over again in the Bible: Do not fear, fear not, be not afraid. I mean, over and over again. Uh, but yet we have ignored that, and instead of having power, love, and a sound mind, uh, we've allowed that fear to grip us as a people. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take more voices like yourself and 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 me, and frankly, your listeners, and looking for opportunities to unmask, looking for opportunities to smile at other people, and to to show them that you can interact, and you can have society, and you can have freedom, and uh, and 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 people actually enjoy freedom again. Uh, in order to, you know, frankly, shake them out of this. And Florida has done that. Texas is finally doing this. As you know, I've been embarrassed by my governor and, and my state over the last year, but finally we're loosening up here. And uh, so I hope I hope there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but the left is not going to let go of this easily. They they love using this as a tool to control people. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and something we learned is it's really easy to scare people and very hard to unscare them. It's very, very hard. I was telling a story on the, on the podcast on Tuesday uh, of a flight that Jay and I were on a couple of weeks ago, and I saw a little boy look like he was seven years old who absolutely would not sit down on the seat that his mother was asking him to sit in in the in the plane because he was sure the virus was on it. Mm. And he was crying mm. and telling his mom, I can't sit there, and she's Clorox wiping everything and telling him, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. But I got to thinking, this is what we're doing. How like sad. we're, it's so sad, and it's amazing to me that the schools won't open up still. And we've we've got an opportunity. I keep telling people, think for yourself. Stop listening to the mainstream media. Like around here, the big the big street signs, uh, you know, the big electric street signs. They say, even if you're vaccinated, please mask up. That's what they say now. Unreal. And Unreal. Uh, and it's it's a year. We're a year into it. You know, and so I, I'm curious from your perspective, because you're you and I both looking at this really through a similar lens. That's the lens of the Constitution and what our founding fathers would have thought about this. When people ask you questions like that, when you think about, man, what in the world, like the framers of the Constitution, what would what would their talking points have been right about now? Well, they dealt with it. You know, they dealt with yellow fever. They dealt with smallpox. They saw these, uh, you know, viruses that were incredibly worse than what we're dealing with. I mean, hundreds of times worse than than what we're dealing with. And still, they did not use draconian measures like we're using now. Still, they relied on the principles of liberty. Still, they relied on the individual to make good decisions uh, for themselves. And uh, so it's it wouldn't have been new to them. They would have been shocked that we would have let one that is that is this weak, that is only affecting, you know, one percent less, well under one percent. Uh, in a in a a very negative way uh, that we would have let that control the rest of our nation and all of our people and give up our rights and and destroy our economy, all the things that we've done. um, It would have made no sense to them whatsoever uh, because they they were not uh, fearful people. They didn't act out of fear. They acted out of boldness and and courage and with a biblical mindset. And that's what's missing is truth and courage. We need the truth that comes from God's word. 
to illuminate what's happening. And then we need the courage to stand on that in the face of incredible adversity. I mean, these pastors that are that are standing up against, I mean, look at this situation in Canada where, you know, you have a hundred cops showing up. And I mean, it's just, it, it's unbelievable the things that, that, that they're doing. But man, these bold pastors, that, 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 uh, Polish pastor there, there in Canada, get out, out, out. I loved it. I loved it. Out, yeah. Gestapo. No Nazis here. No guest. I mean, he was, fun. I've watched that thing probably 20 times gleefully because we need more of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you could kind of see those guys, right? The police sort of tucking their tail in between their legs and sort of backing up. But it took him to be extremely bold. And then, of course, you've got, you know, James Coat up there or Coates up there in uh, Alberta. And they went back to his church What? Uh, and they put chain link fencing around his church. And I don't know if you saw this, but on Monday, there are protesters there, thousands of them, and they're pulling down the fences. And they're and they're clashing with police. And I just think that's what needs to like people need to go. No, this is a free country. I mean, Canada has been sliding into socialism for a long time, partly because they they are not um, actively involved. Most of the Canadians that I know would tell you they just they have a different they have a different attitude toward their government. They're just very, 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 very passive people, but they're losing their freedom. Yeah, no, They're you're you're it. exactly right. I've been up there to speak a few times and and even talked about their, you know, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which is based on our Bill of Rights. They've got all the same protections on paper, but the people don't even know it. I mean, they they don't even, they don't talk. They don't have that same passion for liberty in in the Constitution and and the and the foundational history um, that we used to have in America and, and still pockets of us uh, do. And and I've had so many Canadians ask, you know, we need people like, you know, a Heidi St. John, a Rick Green, a David Barton, a, you know, those types of folks in Canada that will make us fall in love again with with where we came from. And uh, so I, I'm kind of hoping that that these images are going to wake them up, because when you look at those those hundred police officers marching, uh, you know, in lockstep in that line into that church uh, or towards that church, um, even some of the some of the social media I saw asking the question, wait a minute, is this North Korea or is this Canada? It's got to wake up Canadians to, to and, and Americans. I mean, look, they're they're not that far off from doing that in America. Don't forget, they were taking down license plates of people that attended church last summer. They, they have locked churches. They ha- I mean, they're doing things in America that that uh, we should be embarrassed by and, and ashamed by. And thankfully, we're starting to get some decent court decisions. Um, they're not great because. You know, they're singling out freedom of religion, which I'm all for that being champion. And it's a double protection in the in the First Amendment, really triple. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't think you give up your freedom to open your business or your other you know, areas of private property and exercising your rights and and only be able to attend church on Sunday morning. So I think we got to be careful. Um, and I was worried about this with Amy Coney Barrett, to be honest with you, because she had a decision at the Seventh Circuit that kind of did that. It, it it protected the churches, but not the businesses. And I think we have to be careful there as much as I'm a, you know, freedom of religion guy and, and certainly want the churches to be protected. I think your restaurant or your, you know, your bar should be protected to, to live in freedom as well. Mm-hmm. It's true. And what we're seeing happening across the, across North America right now, particularly in Canada, it's it's a wake up call. I mean, I hope it's a wake up call. And we start saying, wow, before we get to the point where they're putting chain link fences around our churches, before we get to the point where we're watching armed guards in lockstep uh, coming for our rights and our, you know, our freedoms, we have an opportunity to stand up against it right now, which is something you've been talking about for a very long time, this idea of biblical citizenship, you know, and we all have a part to play. Every single person that's listening to this, that's why I call the podcast Off the Bench. You know, get off the bench, get off the bench and onto uh, onto the field. We need you guys out there. And I think people are, they're, they're discouraged. I mean, I, I keep hearing 
this kind of sense of bewilderment. And I think the lockdowns have absolutely encouraged that, right? Because people, they feel discouraged, right? Frustrated. Nobody wants to be yelled at uh, in the store. Nobody wants to get kicked off of an airplane. And uh, I'm not going to be that girl. Like someone asked me this the other day when I was speaking at an event, a Christian event. This is so fascinating to me because the church is starting to ask questions that five years ago, you'd have said, well, stay in your lane. That's not your lane. And they're starting to go, oh, it is our lane. Yeah. That's what the pastors are doing too. They're like, wait a minute, government can shut me down for this long. Tell me whether or not I can sing. Um, so yeah, the, the, the infringement on Liberty is, is waking up people to finally ask questions that they didn't ask, um, in the past and, and wonder what the proper role of government is for sure. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, that's right. And to have the have people say, I'm going to get educated, right? That's the very first thing, which is why you and I love talking about the headlines so much, because I think it's people will put their head in the sand, not pay attention to what's going on in the, head, in the headlines. And then they just let this stuff wash right over them. And I think that's part of how we got to where we are right now. Like Joe Biden, right? He said he was a moderate. Is 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 he a moderate? You think he's a moderate? <laughs> if that Overton window hasn't moved dramatically, I don't. I don't know. What, I mean, this guy is as radical as they come, and and of course he's wrapped in this you know sweet old man image that the media has tried to create for for him. Uh, he's never been that in his entire political career. He's always been a bulldog and always been you know um, frankly difficult to deal with, and always been been radical in in his agenda. And so he's getting away with it now uh, because of the perception. But I, I think you're right. I think people are. I mean, they're frustrated. Some are literally depressed because of what they see with what's happening in the country. And even the isolation that, that's been created by the lockdowns has increased depression and anxiety and all these things. But here's the good news. I mean, that that push, that 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 um, violation of, of those liberties and those rights waking people up. I'll just give you a couple of numbers just to prove that that people are waking up. Number one, in the previous 10 years before last year, I had 100,000 people go through our Constitution class. Last year, we had 100,000 people go through our Constitution class. We went from just a few few hundred constitution coaches to 6,500 today. Um, so a ton of people have signed up not only to take a class, but say, I'll host a class at my church and my living room online, wherever it might be. And so then they get five other people or 10 other people, or in some cases, 200 other people. And so this is exploding. And the reason it's exploding is because people are hungry for truth and they want to know there are some bedrock principles that don't change and that still work and can still work in America today. And they want to know I can do something about it. Not not that somebody else is going to do something about it, but that I can do something about it. And that's really encouraging to people. Number one, to find out that the truth about America is far more encouraging than what the left. They painted this image that America's bad. We're the first you know, nation I know of that has taught its children to hate their own nation. And so people need to know that is not the story of America. Yes, we've got sin in our history. Yes, there's good, bad and ugly. But overall, in the context of world history, America's story is more amazing than any other than the children of Israel. It's absolutely unbelievable what God has done with America. And we need to know that. And so when they take our classes, they feel that and they, and they get that, that, that hope again, that, that this is worth fighting for and then that they can actually do something about it. So that empowers them to know as a citizen, you can be the catalyst for restoring these things in your neighborhood, in your family, in your community, at your church, 
every person in the sound of our voice has a role to play. There's something they can do. They may not be able to run for president or run for Congress or run for state legislature themselves, but they can help other people. They can get people educated. It's not just about running for office. It's about literally getting civic literacy back into our lives, knowing truth so we don't fall for these lies. I mean, these are absolute lies that are masking people, shutting down our schools, shutting down our churches. We're living by lies. I think you were one of the people that recommended that book to me, Live Not By Lies uh, by Ron Dreyer. And and, I mean, it's so right. And I think when you put the mask on, these Christians that are saying, oh, you just should respect other people and out of love for other people, you do this. I think you're living a lie. I think you're bearing false witness when you do that. And you're and you're expanding the fear instead of showing people that they need to break out of that fear. So sorry for the monologue. I get a little passionate about this. No, I think you're absolutely right. And this is one of the this is the defining issue of the culture right now. This mask thing, these mask mandates, this it's illogical. It's unconstitutional. And I said uh, at an event that I spoke at here in my district recently, I hope that the people that are pushing this narrative end up going to jail. I really do. Because what we've seen it do to the populace and to people and to relationships, why aren't we talking about the skyrocketing suicide rates as a result of the lockdowns? Why aren't we talking about what's happening to our relationships when we see each other in the grocery store, not as human beings, but as a virus that we could potentially transmit, right? I saw the uh, the governor of Arkansas, what a what a disgrace that guy is turning out to be. But the uh, Asa Hutchinson, right, when he, when, he, when he said, yeah, I don't care about, you know, whether or not uh, trans kids, these kids, you know, go ahead. You can, you can do these life altering surgeries on kids as long as their parents are in, are in agreement. Oh, okay. It's evil. Absolutely evil. And they took a picture of him when it was over and he was wearing a mask that said, I wear this for you. And I just thought, and there you go. So now we know the propaganda is is complete. This guy is, you know, fall for it hook, line and seeker, which is why he can no longer even represent uh, Arkansans who want to protect children. You can't even protect children anymore. And it all goes back to the same thing. How woke can we be? You know, and so he just wants to show you how woke he is. And by the way, he's wearing his mask for you, Rick. He cares about you. He, he wants to help you. And in truth, you know, at, at first I, I kind of gave these folks the benefit of the doubt, not on the not, not on the transgender thing, but on the I'll wear the mask for you thing and and the Christian pastors that were saying, you know, you're just loving other people. And I had I had Michael Yusuf on. I don't know if you've had him, but you should. Great pastor out of Atlanta, came from Egypt. I mean, he gets this stuff. And he said, no, Rick, no, they're not being loving and caring and going too far. They're being selfish. They want to be liked. They want to be loved. It's all about them being popular. And they're willing to lie to their flock or in his case, lie to his state in order order for them to look like they're being loving and so that they can be loved yep. and liked by other people. It's it's yep. wrong. It's selfish. And and if we actually cared about truth, we would not lie to our neighbor and to our, our you know, our family and to our fellow church members um, with this stuff as well. And you mentioned the skyrocket, all the things skyrocket. I mean, think about the kids right now, the, the psychiatric care and requests and psychiatric beds, all of that through the roof. I mean, they're maxed out because we're masking children all day long. We don't even know the long-term side effects of this thing. The, the story you told at the opening about that kid breaks my heart to think about a kid that's afraid to sit in a seat on an airplane. I, I saw a video of a lady walking through a grocery store. She'd take two steps with her basket and spray aerosol the area in front of her and take another two steps and spray aerosol. And every two steps, she had to spray the air before she walked into it. We are creating a, a, 
a phobia that um, you nailed it. I mean, how long will it take to get them out of this fear that they've created? Pope Fauci, uh, I, I, I'm with you. People like that need to go to jail for the narcissism and the way that they've damaged our nation. Uh, you know, Steve Dace's book went number one on Amazon of all books, every book out there, not just political books, but his Fauci and bargain book where he exposes this guy for what he is and how bad this bargain has been. It's shot to number one. So that's a hopeful. I, I give that stat because that tells us there's a ton of other people out there just like us saying enough is enough. How do we turn this thing around? How do we get out of this Fauci and bargain? Mm-hmm. And how do we do it? I mean, I I think, you know, when people listen, you can, you know, we talk about how crazy it is, right? And um, I love Steve's book. I've already, I'm, I'm just devouring that book. He's coming on the show next week with me. And we're going to be talking about, you know, I told you, I call uh, Fauci Father Fauci, right? And we're kind of, we kind of worshiping at the altar of um, this woke science, right? So now he's going to tell you, you, could, you need two masks, even if you've got the vaccine. And I'm thinking, well, aren't you people trying to push a vaccine? Aren't you hurting yourselves by telling people it's not going to change your life at all. Wear the vaccine and then continue wearing a mask. Oh, okay. Like it, it's just so much of it doesn't make sense, but we're not allowed to think for ourselves anymore. And we watch mainstream media and we watch the social media giants and the tech uh, oligarchs and we were watching them literally stifling debate. They're trying to control the narrative, right? And this has been, this is, I think, why we are so scared because the people who are saying you don't have to be scared, they get silenced. They, they have totally silenced the opposition. You know, we, the Bible says one side sounds good till you hear the other. And, the, and all people are getting is the one side and the scare tactics and the false numbers. They're not even real numbers, the the, the fake numbers of deaths, the, the whole nine yards. And and, and and I always have to say this every time I, I dismiss and I'm a little sarcastic about the, the abuse of, of information that's out there is that, of course, we know that the virus can kill. It's a deadly virus for a very, very, very small percentage of the population. And we've allowed that to carry over to the other 99. 9% of the population. And that's the real problem. And not allowing people to talk about the cures, the, I mean, the, the things that are out there from hydroxychloroquine to ivermectin. I mean, all these things that are working for people, um, they don't talk about it. My governor's never, ta- I've never heard him talk about that. And so that it gives hope to people to know that you don't have to constantly walk in fear, but that's part of their agenda. And they want to control people. They want you in fear. They want chaos. Um, these people are not, they hate freedom. They they love this opportunity. These, these bureaucrats love to control the population. And so any chance they get to get you to worship the golden calves, the twin golden calves of government and science, but it's not even real science, it's pseudoscience. But that's where we are right now. We're worshiping those two things out of fear for our lives as a as a people because we removed God from the equation. Now we just want to live forever. We just want to know we're not going to die. And so we're willing to do anything if government and Pope Fauci, or as you said, Father Fauci and his team will save us. And they can't. They can't. Folks, I hate to tell you, you're going to die. Heidi, you're going to die. No, stop it. uh, I don't know if it's today or 50 years from now, but government and pseudoscience are not going to help you live forever. I hope you guys are enjoying this interview with my friend Rick Green. We're going to come back tomorrow and continue this conversation about how important it is for you to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. What does biblical citizenship look like? Rick has a handle on this. If you guys want more information about how you can get involved, you guys can host a constitution class in your home or at your church. It's free. 
You can find out more information by going to constitutioncoach.com. I want to say thanks again for those of you who have been uh, writing in and leaving reviews for the podcast. Those of you are supporting it financially, particularly those of you who have been repeatedly coming back month after month, you guys. I want to say thank you to everyone who has set up reoccurring donations. And you guys are in this with me for the long haul. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. You're the ones who are helping us really get this message out there. So thank you so much for that. Hope you guys have a great evening. Enjoy your Wednesday with your families. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.